Hello, everyone. You are listening to the On The Rise show, episode 41. I am Mr. Molly McGuire, alongside Alicia Loray. Today, we're going to talk about small wins. Alicia, how are you? I'm doing great, Molly. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing uh, great, too. Thank you. Um, so first, let's talk about um, small wins. Let's talk about the post by Jordan Gross. It's featured in Struggling Forward, or a friendly publication. Um, what do you think? Did you think about the post? I thought it was a great post for the topic small wins. He talked about a little story from the book Thinking Grow Rich, where Barnes went and interned for Edison, and it's basically about having to do little small things or have little small wins for a long period of time before you can get the big win. So I really liked his post and how he tied that all together. Yeah. Um, the thing is about it that people think like the big goals is what motivates you. And that's true in a way, but if you can't have something along the way that won't, you won't sustain the, the, the path, the, the, the journey or the climb, right? Right. Yeah, because a lot of times people are looking at the mountain and they're not looking at the little hills that they can still count as the success as reaching like those small goals, like you said. And Jordan was talking about in his article how he has personal training clients and they come to him and at first they want to lose like 50 pounds at one time. He's at kilograms. I'm not sure he can't convert it because I'm in the U.S. <laughs> but he said like they just want to like lose so much weight in like one month. And he has to say, he said no goal is unrealistic. Um, you just have to make like realistic uh, many goals to get to the big one. Yeah. So can you think of an example in your in your past, maybe that you had a big goal, but that you managed to get it because you, you uh, divided it up in very small goals that you uh, hit individually? I mean, I can't think of a specific example from the past right now, but I would just say writing is one of those because now, you know, we're almost to day, I'm, I'm almost to day 182 and it seems so far away when I first started. So in the beginning, I had to realize I can't keep focusing on day 365. Let me just focus on each day as I'm at it. And I got here a lot quicker than I thought I would. Mm -hmm. And do you celebrate uh, every post or don't you do that anymore? I don't celebrate. It's not like a huge celebration or anything. I guess I'm just like, you know, I'm just happy it's done for the day. And then when I look at the number at the end of every day, that makes me, you know, happy as well to realize I've posted so many um, by this point. Yeah. But the, the story he, he, he wrote about, Jordan wrote, wrote about, I mean, I've read it too in uh, Think and Grow Rich. And mm -hmm. it's a crazy one if you think about it, like, because like uh, the, the, the person, Mr. Barnes, wanted to be an associate of, of uh, Thomas Edison and all he got was like a, a small menial job. I mean, yeah. how many people would, would, would be okay with that? Not many. I guess Barnes was focused on the bigger picture. It is hard to focus on the bigger picture in that circumstance, but Edison, working with Edison was a great opportunity for him. And like Jordan said, it was like nothing to, to Edison, which was kind of funny, but it was everything to Barnes. Yeah, but um, I mean, I've, I've read that story too. And, and uh, I think too, all that that guy was more than just like the, the next big Joe or something. He knew that that guy was so motivated and would do everything he could to, to fulfill his goal. And I think that was one part of the, of the thing too. Part of right. the too. Yeah, I think so. And that kind of reminds me of your story in a way, not that you were working like, yeah, I don't know what you actually, you could have been like when you had your trading advisor, you wrote that one piece that he said he always saw something in you and that he thinks that you have even greater potential than you even realize. 
kind of reminds yeah. me of that. Yeah, it's true. I mean, um, it's, it's strange, but like if you see someone who, who, I mean, I'm not talking about me now for, for <laughs> to, be, to be clear, but if you see someone who has it all, who has potential, you always see it. People are like, yeah, I mean, a lot that happens a lot of after the fact, like, yeah, I always thought that that guy would make it big. But in some cases, it's true because, like, for instance, Steve Jobs and all those greats always were uh, thought thought really big. Like, even I uh, just saw the documentary about um, Freddie Mercury, and he was like, even when he was 15 or 16, he was always saying, like, I'm going to be big. He, he just believed that he would be that. So um, I, I kind of know what he well, what they are talking about. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. So um, talking about sparks of greatness, um, let's talk about our second story of the day, and that is by Paul Scott Jr. And it's called Winners Are Obsessed With One Thing, It Isn't Winning. Um, why the least likely to succeed always wins. It's maybe also a little bit ties in into our topic of small wins. Um, can you talk a little bit more about uh, the story, uh, Arishi? Yeah, definitely. And this ties into the first piece with Jordan also, because Paul talks about a large part of winning is just the small mundane tasks that we have to do every day. And it's the same thing we we're talking about before. It's like there's this huge mountain. So we can't like we focus on the mountain, but we also have to focus on what it takes to get there. So look at the bigger picture, but then focus on doing the small things and don't get overwhelmed by the mountain. So I like in the beginning how he said people who win know that they're going to win from the start, or at least they're mostly optimistic about achieving success than they are about failing. And I felt like that way all my life too. Like I'm not where I want to be right now, but I know ultimately I'm going to win. Like I have that mentality. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I, I, I like that too. I mean, um, people like to talk about losers and winners, but it's more like, in, your, in yourself, you have to believe in who you are and what you do. And then uh, there's no winning, there's no losing because it's all like labels and true winners always win um, whatever the outcome. Right, I agree. So yeah, um, I liked his uh, two quotes, train hard, win easy, and slow is smooth and smooth is fast. The last one, I've, I've already heard that one, so. Can you elaborate on the last quote? Cause like I get it, but I think I need a further elaboration. <laughs> It's basically what we're doing, right? Um, we're writing every day, and that's a very slow process. So, like every day, only a little piece gets gets added to the picture. But it's, it's slow, but it's smooth. And because it's smooth, smooth meaning no pause, you never pause. In the end, like a year later, you have a huge volume of work, and that's why it's so powerful. There are a lot of people who would turn it into a sprint and then write like. Um, a, a novel or try to write a novel and after eight days they're done and they, they quit this is the opposite it's slow yeah. steady and because it's steady is it's it's unstoppable that's that's the whole quote and i like it yeah i like it too and then it also ties in with his quote near the end it says success occurs when opportunity meets preparation that's a popular quote by zig ziglar and it's awesome like it's because we're preparing in advance by putting in all this work so when the opportunity comes we have everything we need yeah, because I mean, I get if I, if I talk to people of what I do on Medium, I feel like people have a, the wrong idea about it. They think I'm writing for. I mean, I, they think that this is the, this is it. Like mm -hmm. Medium is the, is a big thing. I'm writing for my followers, and and but that is not what we're doing. We're writing to become better writer, and once that opportunity comes, we're ready with our skills. So this is not the thing. Medium is not the thing. The thing is whatever comes next. But Medium prepares you for the thing. 
that's how you have to think about it. Yeah. And another thing I'm always reading is like how when people make it to the top or they are successful, everyone looks at them like they got it, got to that point in one day. I think I was, I don't know whose story it was today, but I was reading some story about Picasso. It was actually a joke. Um, they said Picasso painted some woman's picture and she was like, how much? He's like 5,000. She's like 5,000 for 10 minutes of work. And he's like, this took me my whole life. So I think that's another thing too. Like you never know the amounts of work someone's put in to reach their success. Yeah. I mean, I have to brag now, right? I mean, once in a while I like to brag. So I I had the November, I had a hundred K month. So that's hundred K in a month. But the problem is it took me three years to get there so in a way it's like 100k in three years and that's not a lot you know I yeah, mean, it's the same thing right <laughs> yeah that's awesome yeah more than three years to get there so uh, like yeah it's it's in a month but it's not in a month because you needed all everything same thing with this right suppose someone reads one of your posts and says like you know what here uh, i'll write you a check for your latest post 5k for your latest piece mm-hmm. that's not 5k because not 5k in a day because you you had to write a year to get at that level it's the same thing with everything that's exactly it yeah because some people might look at your 100k month and be like oh i'm just gonna start and in a month i expect to have that amount or i expect after one post because people get really impatient that's the thing that we had to learn to have patience and just put in those small bits of work to reach the end goal yeah, that's that's why I'm so positive that I'm going to be a huge success and why you're probably going to be a huge success too because if I look around me in the world, all I see is impatient people mm-hmm. who want to play a short game, who go for the short-term game. They don't know how to play a long-term game. They don't know how to play with long-term players. They don't know that. So they're going to, I'm sorry to say, but if they don't change their attitude, they're going to fail miserably. So right. that's why I think um, we are going to be a huge success and everybody who 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 does this along with us is going to succeed in the end. Yeah. And I think that a lot of times people are impatient because they need, of course, the money. And so like what you can do to resolve that is you have to have like your thing on the side, the project you're working on, that's going to be the long-term player. And then you have to have your thing that's going to make you money temporarily. I mean, you don't have to have it like that, but it helps that way you can focus on being patient for the long-term goal. Yeah. Um, that's that's a good idea of um like having your long-term thing and your side thing another thing you could do is like um doing something your your love or that you're interested and getting paid for it to improve like for instance that's what i'm doing with my trading Mm -hmm. i'm improving i love trading i'm obsessed by it i love doing it but i also get paid now to become better because the market pays me to become better so that's if that's if you find something like that for instance if writing is your passion and somebody pays you to to, to write or pays you to improve his writing or whatever, you're getting paid for something that you love. That's a no-brainer, in my opinion. Right, I agree. So, like, my scenario, I guess what you were saying then, would be, like, if I do, I'm not certain that I'm doing this yet, but if I did writing, consulting, and then on the side, I'm, I'm working long-term to make money for my actual writing because writing, consulting would be the income, and I don't necessarily want to do that all my life. It's just the thing that I would do for income. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you have to be, look bigger than that, though. I mean, um, I think you're you're limiting yourself a little bit in the writing arena. I mean, writing is basically storytelling. So everything that is storytelling is is what you're what you're what you're learning for this moment. It's not just writing. It's writing. It's it's uh, talking to people. It's telling a story. It's having a voice. Um, all those things like uh, brain personal branding. So it's bigger than just writing. But uh, yeah, it could work. Writing could work. 
Yeah, and I was just saying that was as an example. Like, I'm not limiting to myself to that because I, I do want to look um, start more broad and then like try other things as I go. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, it's it's that's very interesting. Um, the thing that I like about um, Paul's piece too is um, like the grind. He loves the grind. That's so obvious. And with the grind, I mean like training every day, just training for the sake of training. Um, he's also, um, I mean, he's, he's fascinated by like the small techniques, like his jab needs to be perfect. You know what I mean? He's that, that he likes, he loves boxing and, 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 you know, you can, you can change boxing by every, every other craft, because like, if you love building your craft, that's the same thing. It's like that technique and perfecting it. And then that, like, for instance, the art of making a title in, in writing then, mm -hmm. or the art of the art of closing your piece, the art of um, opening your piece, the art of storytelling. I mean, those are all crafts. And like what he would take away from boxing into writing is um, study all of them, become a master in all of them. Um, yeah, that's, that's, I mean, I like it. I really like it. I mean, I feel like you're, you're, you can, you read his love for the game and that's beautiful. Yeah, he's a really good storyteller. I like this post a lot. And you know what what happens? I mean, people like that will always win in life. Mm -hmm. Because those are people who can, first of all, they can sacrifice their, themselves. They know how to work. They want to outwork everybody. And uh, at any given day, they will have their chance and they will, uh, they will, they will, they will, don't, they won't waste it because they're, they're ready. They're prepared. So that's uh, yeah, a very great post. I mean, it's the first post of that person, I think, of Paul uh, Jr. Yes. Yeah, so um, Paul Scott Jr. So yeah, I hope um, he brings in some more because uh, I, I really definitely like what I'm reading now. Yeah, me as well. <laughs> so um, let's, I mean, let's maybe uh, go to my post. I wrote a post, how I keep myself motivated. Um, it's basically the same theme. So for, uh, for our wrestlers, um, the people from... Um, uh, struggling forwards and we had um, some kind of um, how would you say it um, a collaboration <laughs> something like that mm -hmm. and uh, we, we both decided to write about the same theme uh, so the theme of small small wins that was uh, was George, Jordan's story was about my story was about that too mm -hmm. so uh, we we're planning to do that every week I think and, um, yeah it's, it's interesting yeah so what did you think about my story I thought it was cool because I know we've been going back and forth, not back and forth, but we've talked about blocking people previously on Medium. And I said, I've had to block a couple, only two though. And then today was the first time that you've had to do it as well. And my primary reason for doing so previously um, was because of negativity. Cause I don't want negativity on my page. I'm okay if someone disagrees or has a different point of view, but I don't like what people are trying to tear me down or, saying something just like really offhand and I have to block them. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's all about energy in my, in my, in my view. It's all about, um, this is, yeah, you think we're, stop, we're doing writing and we're doing that, but what we're doing is in, in a way directing energy towards some things and towards other things. Mm -hmm. And people who, we do that be by writing but people who are commenting are using that energy creating something bigger with it or directing it somewhere else or in some cases just trying to destroy it or take it away 
So you have to be very careful about what happens on your post and, and what happens on your pages. So, um, I mean, I'm all, all for construct, constructive criticisms and debates and, and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. If somebody comes in with obvious negative goals, yeah. just to, you know, I mean, or uh, try to, to get the spotlights on them or try to just be negative or whatever, um, you, don't, you can't, can't let that happen. So that's what I realized. I, yeah, that's what I had to do. Yeah, and you're so right about energy too, just in life. Like, since I started writing, I've realized where my energy is at all times. Like, if someone writes a negative comment, like, it makes me feel a little bad and it can kind of affect me if I don't, you know, um, take care of it right then. It can affect me and what I'm writing for the day. And I never realized, like, where my energy changed before I started writing. I didn't realize as much, I should say. Um, how about for you? Did that change for you as well? Yeah, because... Um the moment you start figuring things out or the moment you start seeing how, how easy it is to create awesome things, like our publication, we created it out of nowhere. That was nothing, now it's something. You see how easy it is to, to create something great. You also realize how easy it is and it's even more easier. It's even uh, um, yeah, easier to, to create something bad. That's something you have to be very, very um, careful of because it's hard to build things up but it's uh, easy to destroy things. So if you're not careful, um, the people who want to destroy things are going to yeah, have a full reign, let's say. So that's why yeah. I wanted to be take that all very, very uh, uh, careful of top. Be careful. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree with you. That's actually a, a tip from someone I know who uh, is doing that on Twitter. He, he has a Twitter, I think, 43k followers something on twitter and he said like if you have that much followers you have to be careful about whenever something somebody says something that is not great that makes you feel a little bit bad just block them because they always want to i mean it's never a coincidence or it's never unlucky or i mean they're all they know exactly what they're doing i mean yeah. this woman do what she was doing and uh, if you use some kind of words then you're not um, you're not there to start a conversation, right? And it definitely doesn't make sense to get combative back at them because that doesn't solve anything. So the best thing, like you said, for me, is to just block them and move on, forget about it, and then keep yeah, writing positive, right. positive posts. Yeah, that's what you said the other day about like negative comments and negative words, right? Mm -hmm. If you start putting that out there, you're making it bigger. Mm -hmm. But if someone says something at you and you react on them, then you just acknowledge that, right? You just, whatever they put out there, you just uh, converse with it. So now it's definitely real. Mm -hmm. So that's what you don't want to do, in my opinion. I mean, there's nothing to gain from it. She's not going, going to say, oh, I'm sorry. I thought, you know, I mean, th there's nothing you can say that is going to make her say like, ah, I was wrong. Yeah. It doesn't happen. Um, so, I mean, it's a lesson, a lesson for everyone who was listening and who's starting out and, and also has this kind of a following or is looking to, to do that or whatever. It's like, don't be too friendly because you get pushed around. I mean, it's okay to be friendly. I try to be as friendly as possible, but if, people, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work and it's okay. <laughs> like 5% of the people are not, um, how, how do you say it? not coachable, not work, can't work with, or not, uh, you can't engage with. So that's okay. Right. And I've written about, you know, toxic people before too, because if you're not careful who you let in your circle, I'm not talking about you in particular, but you know, like if you're not careful who you let in your circle, it can affect you and everyone in your circle. So you have to cut out all the dead parts. 
so that the rest of the thing doesn't die. And that is the thing that you that happens with toxic people. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to say names, but I, I know somebody in my family who, <laughs> yeah, I've said already too much, uh, who, who has dated toxic people and is like in the process of getting her life ruined by a toxic person. Mm -hmm. Problem is you can't, you have to quit that from the start because like the moment you start giving them a chance and second chance and, and then you're like, I mean, it, it's already too big. Yeah. You have to, whenever you see toxic behavior, you have to quit that from there because it never gets better. That, I mean, they, they know what they're doing. They know why, I mean, that, that's the thing. It's never, it's always deliberate. Mm -hmm. And if you start giving them second chances or you start having a conversation that just, they just win because they, they're not, um, they want to play as long as they can. Yeah. And they don't mind losing. And that's that's the thing you have to realize. They don't want to win. They just want to lose, and they just want to keep the, the the game as long as they can. Yeah. And for them, actually, for them, every second you you engage in with them is a second is, is something they win, even if it's a fight or if it's negative, they win. So that's something you can't do. That's that's I mean that's what I did with her too. For instance, um, toxic people. I don't know all them in my life. Mm -hmm. This that's way there's no discussion. Yeah, that's the best way to handle it. And I don't know what like that does for those people because I'm not like that. So it's like, I'm like, what are you looking for out of this um, confrontation? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't, I really don't know. I mean, um, I, they always say you should try to get every perspective in life, try to get into everybody's mind and see what, how they are. But I don't, I, it's something I can't do. I don't know why they would do that. Yeah, you know what they said? Yeah, they yeah. say that that's that saying um that phrase hurt people hurt people. So I think that's a lot of it when you see negativity like yeah. that. I said it there um in my piece and uh, Tim Reddick and Katie Murray highlighted it, said like some people just want to see the world burn and you know what that's all the explanation you can say about them. Mm -hmm. That's what it is, and you can't you can't you can't explain it, you can't understand it. The only thing you can do is uh, try to get away from them and not let them uh, in influence you. And that's why, um, to make a sto long story short, that's why I think today was a, a small win for me mm -hmm. because in the past I've let that uh, deteriorate and now I just said, okay, enough. And uh, I had a great day. So yeah, <laughs> that's good. Yeah. So do you have any more um, suggestions or comments or topics or, I don't know, no, I think this was a great lineup of pieces today that all tied in together, which is like pretty common, it seems, with our publication. So, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. we have to admit now we kind of forced it, right? I yeah, mean, especially with Jordan. <laughs> Do you like the experiment for now? Yeah, I think I think I like it. I mean, next week is my week, so we'll see how it goes. I'm probably going to start working on my post early. So, yeah, I'm excited for that. Okay, yeah, I mean... It's also it's always nice to see like two different takes on one on one topic. For instance, I mean, uh, I mean, I already knew exact kind of what I was going to write, but then reading the part of Jordan was really interesting. Like, <laughs> oh, that's that's fun. And that's very 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 well written and very applicable applic applicable too. So uh, yeah, I, I really like it. Yeah, um, I have to say this could uh, turn into something great. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, okay, Alicia, I think this is your show. Yeah, it sounds good to me. Okay, thank you very much. And to our listeners, we'll be here again tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.